This is episode 14, Trash Talking with Eco-Warriors. You're tuning in to Trash Talking with Eco-Warriors, where women share inspiring stories about their careers in green business, sustainability, and conservation. Here's your host and founder of Trashy Beauty, Barbara Lee. Hello, eco-warriors. Thank you for listening in and sharing with me your morning, evening, lunchtime, whenever it is that you're tuning in. We have had over 8,000 downloads of the podcast so far, and I can't thank you enough for taking part and sharing this podcast with your friends. Today's guest is Camila Lopez Gomez. Camila is the project manager of Impact Zero, an organization in Mexico that's helping businesses to reduce their carbon footprint. She also helps organize Carnaval de Bayidora and is responsible for the festival's green initiatives. Camila is full of such amazing energy and passion for the environment. She really understands and wants to push for the continued sustainability of her home and the planet. I'm really amazed by how she made some tough decisions in her life to pursue her passion for the environment. It's also cool to hear from her about the sustainability movement in Mexico. Let's get trash talking. Camila, welcome to the show. Thank you. If you want to explain a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Well, my name is Camila Lopez. I am from Mexico City, and I have always been passionate about the environment since I was little. I work in a consultancy firm uh, that provides sustainable strategies to different types of clients, from events, music events, book fairs, or sport events, to also other companies that want to measure and reduce their ecological footprint. That's awesome. And the name of your organization is Impact Zero, correct? Yes, and the name comes with the idea of reducing our impact in the environment and also having a positive impact in the society. Maybe tell us a little bit about what's the what's the environmental concern like in Mexico? Like, is it are a lot of people very aware of these issues? Yes, actually, it's very hard because in Mexico, the sustainability is quite new topic. Has been uh, f- present for several years, but not in the production of events. So we are uh, having this like uh, obstacle about generating awareness. And in Mexico, like in every other country, we we have a. Uh, uh, the climate change uh, problems. So we are facing waste generation problems, lack of uh, clean water. Uh, we have in Mexico City a lot of pollution. So we are uh, highly aware of the of the climate change, but there's just a few offers of how to reduce these problems, In, for example, in the events. Do you feel like it's better or worse compared to other cities in Mexico? Because I've never been, so I'm not really sure. Like, you know, if you talk to people about throwing away their trash properly or about recycling or compost do they understand these topics we have a several type of of, of people someone who uh, are more in touch with these type of topics and someone uh, that uh, have never heard about these sustainable strategies and comparing mexico city to other cities in mexico uh, it is uh, more easy to the problems in mexico as we have a lot of pollution the, the sky is gray 
We have a lot of cars and traffic. Uh, there have been some government strategies in order to reduce the carbon emissions of the of the cars. So since two years ago, we have faced these periods of time where several cars uh, are not allowed to transit in the city in, in order to reduce these emissions. We also have a problem with water. In Mexico, most of the water that we use in Mexico comes from other states. So sometimes there's a lack of, of water in many areas in Mexico City. Wow. Um, also, I, about the waste generation, Mexico City is one of the cities that is more crowded. We are 21 million people, so it's a massive problem of how to control the waste generation. And actually, nowadays, we have to take a, the, the garbage to other states in Mexico because we do not have more space for it in, the, in Mexico City. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. why there's a, a few... Uh, young people who are trying to give new solutions mm -hmm. to private and also to the government. Sure. So talk a little bit about the direct work that you do, like look like day to day for you in trying to create more ecologically friendly strategies. Uh, well, I have been working in Impact Zero for two years now, and I have noticed the difference since the first day till, till now. At the beginning, it was very hard uh, to try to contact new clients and to sell them the idea of invest in sustainable strategies. I have been the project manager uh, for uh, music festivals. For, uh, for example, it's called Carnaval de Vaidora. Cool. So why, the, why is this so important to you? How did you get involved in this in particular? Why did you decide that this was the thing that you wanted to do with your life? Well, I will say that I was very lucky. Uh, since I was uh, little, I had the opportunity to be in contact with the nature. Uh, I did a lot of horseback riding with my dad, two hours away from Mexico City. So I was highly aware of the importance of taking care of the nature because I saw the deforestation problems, the pollution of the lakes, waste generations in, in the nature. Since I was little, I, I became aware of the importance of uh, giving solutions and also to raise awareness in the people that cross my life path in order to, to take care of the, what we all share, that it's the environment. Awesome. How do you stay inspired on a day-to-day -day basis to keep doing the work that you're doing? I have been very aware of the disparities in my country, the social uh, problems, economic, the environmental uh, needs that we have. And I truly believe that having this awareness comes with a huge responsibility of making something about it. So since my first work, I was trying to have a positive impact in, in my environment, in the society, or in some specific topics about climate change. My last uh, job experience was in a social enterprise that gives solar energy to rural communities that are not connected to the grid. And since I was there, I like I make a commitment with myself of trying to be always involved in a in a in a work that the main core is to have a positive impact in society and environment. That's awesome. How long ago was that that you did that project? So three years ago, I had the opportunity to work with this uh, Mexican enterprise that it's called Ilu Mexico. I did there an internship, a six-month internship, and I was uh, in charge of getting funds in order to uh, to give access to rural families 
to uh, the solar energy system. So they didn't have energy for many years. Does that organization still exist? Are they still working on? Uh, yes, of course. So you go around kind of like telling these people and at these festivals, like, where did you learn about all of this stuff? Like, did you go to school to study like waste management in particular? No, actually, I did a business administration degree, but I have always been passionate about environment and society. So I have been reading several uh, documents. That's so cool. What kind of master's are you looking to do? I'm looking to do a master's in sustainability. Uh, Impact Zero uh, has been having as a role model the UK, as the UK was the, the first country to apply sustainable strategies in massive events production, such as the Olympics in 2012. So nowadays what we are doing in Mexico comes from a, a norm that was made in the UK. That's so cool. Let's talk about some of these numbers and some of the things that you've been able to accomplish with Impact Zero. And particularly, you have a festival coming up next month that you help organize. Yes, exactly. It's going to be the, my third year that I'm working with this festival that it's called Carnaval de Vaidora. And it's amazing to see the process since the first year t till now. We have more spaces to talk about sustainability and about the importance of the assistant. And we have a, a plan to reduce the carbon emissions. So it's providing transport for the assistants in, in order to reduce the, the use of cars. Ah. So, for example, uh, three years ago, uh, per assistant for this event that is a two-day uh, festival, uh, every assistant made four kilograms of garbage. And so we made a strategy in order to change the material of the cup that was plastic. And now we use a, a material that is made with corn. So this material is uh, compostable and in two years it disappears uh, naturally. Six years ago, there, there was four kilograms per assistant. And now it's more than one uh, kilogram of uh, waste generation. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And it's very interesting to see how you can change a small strategy and the positive impact it's huge that's so cool and so do people compost in mexico i i know some people that do it but it's, it's not uh, something that it's highly motivated by the government or uh, we don't have the spaces in, in our places to do it so it's not very common uh -huh. but a lot of people do, does it actually in this uh, festival Two years ago, we started a program of composting with a food waste that was generated in the 2016 edition. We create a compost with worms. Oh, cool. And this project was part of the social impact of the festival in the community where the festival takes place. Oh, nice. And now this compost has been growing so much that we have to stop the project because it was out of control how, how fast it was growing. And it, it was beautiful to see that taking as material something that was waste for someone then happened to be a new product. Yeah, absolutely. You said that you did a business administration's uh, degree, but then you've been doing yes. like all of this different like composting and like, where did you learn about these things? Yes, actually, I decided to study business administration uh, when I was 18 years old because I had no, no clue of what to do exactly uh, for my academic life. But it was very interesting because nowadays I am very confident that it was a good decision because it's important to change how business work nowadays in mm -hmm. order to make a environmental change worldwide. Sure. And so since I was studying my, my previous degree, I was always interested in, in nature and 
in composting. So actually, I did a three-week course three years ago about composting and the production of my fruits and my and my vegetables. Oh, like growing things yourself at home, like so a hydroponic system. Yes, exactly. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, hydroponics is uh, all the rage right now, and I really do appreciate the fact that they can make good use of small spaces and that you can you know make some small impact by growing something yourself uh, that's the way i have been learning because of my uh, personal interest and seeing some uh, documentals and reading the internet but also my work experience has allowed me to be in contact with experts that actually made a degree in subjects that are in relation with the nature and or with a environmental science. So have you had like a difficult moment to get to this point? Of course, I had some uh, huge obstacles, but I, I will say that the, the one that had the most impact in my life uh, when, was when I had to decide between two uh, job opportunities. So I was between going to a, a company that has nothing to do with the environment or going to this startup. So I had to decide about the opportunity and what the salary represented and everything. Yeah. So I, it was a hard moment to decide to follow my passion and uh, my energy to share uh, awareness about environment or having like a normal, in Mexico, <laughs> in like a normal path. Sure. So of course I decided to follow my passion, but I think that was a really hard moment in my, in my experience. Yeah. Uh, I believe that we there's always an option. But yeah, in, in Mexico, sometimes it's hard. Like You have to decide between having a steady job or between following your passion, that sometimes they have different paths. Sure. And lucky me, I had the opportunity to find this job at Impact Zero that actually has the mix between things I love, that it's music festivals, environmental and social <laughs> awareness. Yeah. So, yes, I'm very happy. And as I was saying, I think that this opportunity comes with the responsibility of share to others. Yeah, that's amazing. Have you had an inspiring moment in nature? Yes, of course. I have I have had several moments with the nature where I have said to myself that I'm in the correct job and experience path. Mm-hmm. Like four years ago, I was traveling in Asia and I did a volunteer with elephants. And that made me highly aware of the importance of taking care of the animals and of the nature because they are so fragile and noble. Yeah. Uh, while I was traveling, I decided that as soon as I was getting, getting back home, I was starting to search for a job that has a, an, a positive impact. Was it difficult for you to find something at first? Actually, in Mex- I was, as I was saying, Mexico is a new topic about sustainability. It maybe has three years. So when I got back from this trip, that was four years ago, it was really hard to find a company that their core is to have a positive impact. So I was trying to work in huge companies in their social area. But at the end, I was very lucky to find my last job that was with a company that gives solar energy to the rural communities. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I I think that's the big difference between here. I know that in other countries, there's not as many opportunities and it's, I think it's something that we take for granted here. Yes, exactly. 
but I think we are we will get there. Like it, I truly believe that each time people have more uh, environmental and social awareness, and we are starting to ask the companies to change how they work. So with the time, we are we're going to start seeing more companies like Impact Zero. Yeah. Well, also I feel like um, while I was traveling through Central and South America, like the the people that I met who were from those countries. A lot of them, to some extent, are a lot more conscious and aware of the environment and the importance of the environment because so many people live off the land still. Yes, that's true. Actually, yeah. Yeah, a, few, a few days ago, I was traveling Guatemala and I went with a friend to see the sunrise in the Mayan ruins. Oh, in wow. Tical. Oh my gosh! And it was a, it was very impressive to be in contact with the jungle and hearing all the noises of the nature of the animals, seeing the the sun, and talking with all the people that uh, we met in, in, our, in our two weeks in Guatemala. Like, I was highly aware of how many people still live very close to the nature. Mm-hmm. So they take more care of the nature as the ones that we live in the, in the city, that we don't have it every day. So we are not yeah. aware of how beautiful it is and how fragile it is. Do you have role models or people that you look up to kind of like find inspiration on sustainability and environmental protection? Yes, I will say that it's uh, Vangari Masai, uh, this uh, woman from Kenya uh, that won the, um, the Nobel Prize uh, because she stood up for the women and from the climate change awareness in Africa. Her motivation in, in raising awareness, but also reducing the disparities with, between men and women all around the world. But also I will say that I have role models everywhere like just seeing people that do care about their consumption habits about how many plastic they use or how to separate the garbage so many people has touched my life and i have learned uh, many things about people who is aware of the importance of reducing our ecological footprint awesome and do you have any resources like a blog or movies or books or other companies that inspire you that you want to mention uh, well, yes, specific about the event production uh, with sustainability strategies. I was told that the um, UK Olympics, actually their sustainability report is uh, open for the public. Everyone can read it. So I have learned a lot about it and how everyone can apply these strategies in every type of event. It doesn't matter if it's an event of 100 people or if it's a massive event. And also I read a book that really inspired me that it's called Green Giants. And it's about uh, how these huge companies made a, a change in the core of their strategies, applying sustainability. And nowadays there are these, as the name is, the Green Giants, also are companies that are uh, massive, that have really good income and that everyone knows them. Yeah, I think it's a very big misconception that you can't be in business and also make a profit and still keep the planet in mind. Exactly. And what are your three tips for someone who wants to live a more eco-conscious lifestyle? I know in, in the U.S. it's kind of easy and it's kind of the same tips, mm-hmm. but maybe you have like specific tips for international um, listeners that we have. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, I will say that my first tip will be to, re- to be aware of everything that we use like every day and everything that we consume from our clothes or, or our um, w- bottle of water. So to be aware of uh, where it comes from. So if it's uh, from other country or it, uh, from our countries. So if we consume of lo- local things, 
we reduce ecological footprint, but also like to be aware of who made that product because there's also a lot of social disparities. So I will say that just to be aware of everything that you, we use in order to take better decisions if we really need to use that or if we, if we can have a, another product to stop using the one that comes from other country or, or something like that. And I also will say, um, of course, like to reduce our waste generation, so to, to recycle. And the third it will be to use the bike to move around. Like if we have the possibility to get to our jobs by walking or using uh, the bike, so to avoid the, the transport. Yeah, those are good ones. Do you have something crazy or outlandish that you've done in the name of nature or sustainability? No, not yet. I, will, I wouldn't <laughs> say I have made something very, very crazy, but someday. Maybe maybe you don't think it's crazy, but you've done it. <laughs> That's really small uh, things. I do it very often. <laughs> Actually, when I'm when I'm in walking uh, from my house to to my work, if we, if I see waste in the in the floor, I always pick it up and take it with me. I think there are small small activities that can have a small impact, but positive. Yeah, that's great. Tell us a little bit more about the festival Bayora. Uh, yes, it's in February. So it's in February 16 till the 18. It's called Carnaval de Bayora, and it's in a natural reserve two hours away from Mexico City. And this year it's going to be the sixth edition of this art and music festival. Uh, that brings uh, talent from all around the world. And the sustainability program has been working since the first edition. Actually, in the first edition, it was a group of people singing some songs to make awareness in the assistance about waste generation. And nowadays, it's a, a huge program that has several strategies in all the areas that produce the festival. Cool. How many people go to this festival? Uh, 10,000 10, people wow. go to the festival. Uh, most of the attendants are from Mexico, but also we have from other countries as Europe, well, countries in Europe and United States. Cool. So it has been growing a lot. The first edition was less than 2,000 people, and now it's 10,000, so it has been growing. What type of music is it? Like, what can people expect? Because um, there's the potential that I might be coming down to the festival. I think it'd be really great <laughs> if some of our, yeah, it'd be really great if some of our listeners came and found us and said hi. I would, I'd be over the moon if someone showed up and told me that they've listened to my podcast. <laughs> yes, I will say it's every type of uh, music. It, we have a, a really good electronic scene, indie. Yes, it's of every type. But what I would say more than the music is the whole experience. So it's like leaving the the city, going to this natural reserve. Where there's a river. That actually, you start swimming in one point of the river, and then you appear in the last stage. So while you are in the river, you cross several stages and listen to different music. So it's like the complete experience because there are also some workshops about personal care, about the environment. And actually this year, we're going to have this new platform that I'm co-working with a girl that is called Celine in Baidora. And this platform was inspired in another music festival that is called Glastonbury in the UK. Ah, uh, yeah. We had the opportunity to be there last summer and we were invited in order to learn about the sustainability program. So what we saw in this festival is, is that they use the festival as a platform to generate awareness in several topics, in economic, social, uh, politics. 
So now in this edition of Baidora, we're going to have this platform that it's called Foro La Linterna. So we are going to have several uh, guests that will talk about their experience in event production, in in the use of sustainable strategies in festivals, about uh, the importance of taking care of the corals in the Riviera Maya. So it's going to be a, a place to see the different uh, subjects and, and to learn. That's amazing. That's so cool. I went to a similar festival oh. called Envision in Costa Rica, and it's also a zero-waste festival. It's really cool. That's amazing. I haven't never been there, but yeah, it's also in my list of the, of the sustainable festivals yeah to, to experience yeah it's pretty incredible i i didn't know to expect all of this but like everyone has to bring their own like utensil wear and uh, none of the food vendors actually give out like wrappers or anything they give mm-hmm. you maybe like a banana leaf for your food mm-hmm. or you bring your own dishware and they put your food into your own containers but no one will wow, give you yeah there's no single use nothing there everyone has to bring okay. like everything from their own cups to their own bottles for water to your silverware that you use to eat with that sounds amazing actually we are not there yet with this fest, uh, carnival that it's by Dora, but we offer like all the plates and the cups are for, uh, made of corn so it's more friendly eco-friendly yeah um, yeah, we offer a lot of solutions like the waste generation and, and this type of material to get the beverage and the food. Sure. So we will get there someday. But yeah, yeah each year we have been reducing the general ecological footprint. So yeah. it's, it's amazing. Well, I'll bring my utensil set and my reusable bottle and maybe you can too. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Cool. Awesome. I will definitely link all that information in case someone wants to come and join the festival. I know the tickets are still available. It's honestly, it's not that expensive for the festival. I looked up tickets to get down there. I think it was like round trip three or $400. Pretty accessible for someone who wants to kind of join and enjoy nature at its best. If someone wants to find you or contact you, how can they reach you? Uh, they can reach me uh, to my email that it's C-A-M-L-O-P at impactzero.org. Cool. And I'll link that in the notes and I'll definitely link to Impact Zero and your project and the festival and hopefully... That's amazing. Yeah, hopefully we'll see some people out there. That would be amazing. Mexico has a lot to offer and we are we are trying to make a change. So it would be amazing to have people from abroad to see. Sure. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show, Camila. Thank you, Barbara. It was a really nice experience. If anyone's interested in coming to Carnival de Bayrora, I highly suggest that you check out their website. The tickets are fairly inexpensive and the transport is easily taken care of by the festival. So I highly recommend that you come down, check out. There's an entire sustainability stage. I'm going to be there. Camila will be there. You can come and meet us. It would be fantastic to see some of you down there and make sure to connect with me and let me know if you're headed down. Definitely recommend that you check out the photos. The place looks absolutely beautiful and I cannot wait to go down in the middle of February, escape the winter in New York a little bit and check out this amazing art festival in the middle of the jungle. Hopefully I see some of you there. We should do this interview in Spanish. What do you guys think? I know my Spanish isn't perfect, but I think it would be cool to start making this a bilingual podcast and make it that much more accessible to people around the world. 
Do you have someone you would share this podcast to if it were translated to Spanish? Write in or hit me up in social media and let me know. We are full steam ahead on planning our first Eco Warrior meetup. On the evening of February 23rd, it's a Friday, we will be touring Farm One's underground hydroponic farm. If you didn't listen to episode 13, last week's episode where we interviewed Dana, the operations manager of Farm One, I suggest you go back and listen. And then go visit our Facebook page or email me. I'm Barbara at TrashyBeauty.com and sign up to join us for the tour. It's normally $50 a person, but for our private buyout, we're doing it at $30 a person, and the tour will include some very eco-friendly Prosecco and some herbs from the farm for you to take home. I'm also going to sweeten the deal, and we're going to bring you some additional eco goodies to take home, including Trashy Beauty Coffee Scrub. There are only a couple spots left, so please email me or join the Facebook group and reach out to me on Facebook Messenger and come meet us in person. I'd love to meet some of you. We have another super special episode again next week. I keep saying this, but it really is. So tune in again next time, Eco Warriors. Stay green. Thanks for talking dirty with us. Tune in next week for more trash talking with Eco Warriors. For more inspiration, follow us on Instagram at Trashy Beauty Co.